this this week. Was that this week? Wow. Uh, the Lord provided for Cindy and Lindsay and I to go to Hawaii for five days, and we had a great time. We were in the aloha mode, but hit the road running as soon as we got back, and we've been getting ready for a trip to India. I'll tell you about in a minute, but before I do that, I'd, I'd really like to introduce some special guests that we have with us. Uh, Gary and Joni Hamilton are here. Gary and Joni, would you stand? And uh, they're... Many of us know them. They uh, launched out of here in 1990 and planted a church in Chico, California. He's pastoring that church still today. Uh, Tim and Amy, uh, their daughter Amy and her husband Tim are here as well. They're uh, helping out and on staff at the student ministry at Chico State. And so we're really glad to, to have them um, here today to, to join us. We're Having a membership celebration, and that just means if you're not a member, that you get to find out a little more of the heart of who we are. And so we're, we're glad you're here, and we welcome you here today. Um, like I said, we're, Cindy and I are preparing, and Nathan and Tina Lewis are preparing to go to India. We leave on Wednesday, and we're going to Gwati, India. It's in Assam, the state of Assam, in the northeast part of India. We're going with a team of people. Thad King from Pierpoint in Huntington Beach, Pierpoint Church, who launched out of here in 95. And then uh, Randy and Sally Mining from, Minen from uh, Hope Church in Fort Worth. And then uh, Ben McSpadden, who's on staff there at, at Hope Church. But we're going to uh, lead some seminars. Tim Chong, who is there, is uh, from Northeast Indies, from Nagaland, up, up, right up by China. And uh, he was in Fort Worth studying uh, at graduate school and went to Hope Church while he was there, and so that's how we got connected to him. Uh, and so our network of churches have been trying to help him launch churches in a place that hasn't had a church plant in about 150 years. So it's been a long time. And so a city of 2 million people, we're going to lead seminars on how to deal with conflicts uh, that result from uh, tribal warfare and tribal animosity hostilities there there's that still goes on in northeast india and so um tim shang particularly wanted nathan to come and so all of the things we're doing are related to uh, counseling and family life and things like that so uh, no pressure nathan but um so we're going to do the seminar on conflicts we're going to walk through uh, uh nathan and sally who's also a family counselor for has been for years uh, she and Nathan are going to lead a basic counseling training for Christian leaders there. And then we're going to do a family life seminar, seminar on the last day that we're there. So I would really appreciate if, if you think of us over the next few weeks, uh, two weeks particularly, if you'd pray for us. And, and here's some specific things that you can pray. First of all, protection in every way, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, of course, most importantly, um, if you'd pray that uh, God would grant faith to deal with the uncertainty and the changes that come up every trip like this, there's, there's a shift that you have to make and opportunities arise and you, you have to be ready to hop in. If you could just pray for faith to deal with that and that God would fulfill his purpose through us uh, for the people we serve and for us as well. God, God intends for this to be good for everybody. And so if you could pray those things, that, that would really be, that would really be great. I'd, I'd really appreciate that. 
as as a new year comes, our our hearts and our minds shift, and we start thinking about uh, change, and we get a fresh start, and so we begin to think about change because we have an opportunity. We feel like the calendar clicked over, and we we got a, a new start here. Well, we have some significant changes going on at CIV uh, on staff. Uh, we've been praying that God would provide a worship leader who would free Alex up to focus on other things in, in church life. And God's provided Andy. I'm very grateful for Andy. And um, that's going to allow Alex to do some other things. And I, I'm really glad Andy's joined the team. You, you can tell he's a capable guy. And he's, he's a real blessing to be able to work with. I'm looking forward to working with him as we move forward. Another change for us is that Janet Pavero has decided to retire from Pathfinder's ministry after 21 years. She's been faithfully leading the ministry for 21 years. And um, I, I didn't vote for her to do this, but she felt like God was leading her to make a change, and I honored her since. And uh, I could see how that could be, since God's leading her. Um, and I, I'd just like to tell you, after 24 years of pastoring a church, you know, when you first start out, you're just praying that God would bring somebody to help with stuff. But I've learned after 24 years of watching the flow of things, how the people that God brings on the team, both uh, members and leaders, and particularly on the staff team, they create the environment in church life. And Janet, God has really used Janet to create the right kind of environment in the children's ministry, which flowed over into the entire church uh, life and church body. And so I, I'm very grateful to her. I'm grateful for the ways God has used her to encourage me. She's a gamer. She's always willing to do what lies before us, and I have been blessed, and I'm deeply grateful. More of that, I'm not going to keep talking because you know what might happen if I keep talking. I might lose it. But anyway, we're going to to lose it tonight at the dessert reception, I'm pretty sure, because I'm very grateful. When I get grateful, I cry. Um, But tonight at 6 here in the ballroom, we're going to have a dessert reception for her. I'm also grateful that God has provided uh, someone to build on the foundation that she's laid. And by the way, we have every person who has served on staff at Church in the Valley in children's ministry here this morning. Joni Hamilton was the first children's ministry director. And so uh, she's here, and Janet's here, and Lindsay's here. I'm really glad. Lindsay and Alex, would you come come up? Um, Anyway, Lindsay is a gift from God. She's here, and she's going to build on the foundation that Janet has laid. And I wanted you to get an opportunity to get to hear from her and get to know her a little better. So Alex is going to interview her. Well, like Randy mentioned, and he got me on that last one. I was doing good, and then uh, I started to lose it, and he's like, come up. I was like, okay. Um, I still have biscuits in my throat, in case you wondered. Um, like, uh, like Randy mentioned, this is uh, Lindsay Rosman, and uh, Lindsay is officially on staff uh, beginning in January as well, and so as you've seen, we've, we've had some change. It's, they come in the office like, welcome. 
There's the Keurig. Help yourself. And uh, we're really glad that Lindsay uh, is on the team. Uh, some of you may know her uh, from the years that she's been here, but we want to just ask her some questions as well so you can get to know her uh, a little bit better as well. Uh, so, Lindsay, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself? Um, I know you have experience with, with uh, working with children. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did before uh, you, you started on staff at CIV? Um, I was a teacher in San Gabriel Unified for seven years before doing this. Um, I taught at Washington Elementary, and I taught fourth grade for three years and second grade for four years. And I really enjoyed my time of teaching. And you, you transitioned out of that. Uh, you're a stay-at-home mom. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your family? My husband, Brad, and I have been married for seven years. Um, we have a nine-month-old son named Logan, who is very active right now and all over the place. And he is happy, and we're very grateful for him. And uh, we live in Glendora. Active means every cabinet you lock. <laughs> we okay. did that this week. There you go. That's what active means. So that's great. You, you've got a kind of a, a new, your family's transitioning and as you entered into this position. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how, how did you meet Brad? I met Brad at church, um, at Church in the Valley. I was working in the nursery, and Brad was on the facilities team, and we met in the nursery. And we were both sophomores at USC at that time, and we were both part of Christian Challenge there. And that's how we really got to know each other. I'm starting a new website for dating. It's called gotochurch.com. Andy, Lindsay, and serving. She knew I was going to do that. She's, you, you know you're going to say something. I was like, that's right. I'm going to write that URL right now. Um, well, that's great. So you, and you've, you've been around here. Uh, where did you, where'd you grow up? I grew up just a few minutes away from here in Diamond Bar with my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister. Um, my parents, Greg and Vicki Fuller, are members of Church in the Valley, and they joined when I was a teenager. And um, Church in the Valley has been a real blessing to my family. Um, I've learned a couple things through the years, um, through the good times and the bad times. I know that God will be there, and I can depend on him. And the first people to show up for every celebration and every hard time will be our church family. And so it's been a real blessing um, to be part of this church. This is home. That's great. Why don't you... Kind of tell us a little bit about your, your own personal spiritual journey and uh, how did you come to and when did you commit your life to Christ? Um, Eleven years ago, God really got my attention and took away some things in my life that I was living for. And what I realized was I was really living for myself and um, really worldly things and things that aren't important to God. And it wasn't working. And so God put a few people in my life who showed me what it really looks like to make him the boss of your life. And I I decided to make the decision to do that. And I remember what a difference it made to know that my significance comes from God and that I am dearly loved and forgiven by my creator. And that was um, really important to me. And um, through my years at USC, God really used that time to grow my relationship with him and put some people in my life at Christian Challenge and at Church in the Valley who just really helped me um, to learn what it means to really walk with God. Could you kind of just briefly, one or two of, of those major things that you could see, like, you know, Jesus really made the difference in, in this area. Could you kind of let us know that? Um, Philippians 127 says, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And that verse really struck me many years ago um, because the gospel of Christ and what Jesus did for us is really important to me. 
And so I want my life, including my, um, my words, my actions, my priorities, my values, my relationships, to reflect that I am a follower of Christ. And I have learned that to do that, I need to daily depend on God for that. I can't do it on my own. And um, one particular area that it has changed my life is in the way I treat the people in my life. Uh, people are very important to God. And God's word gives a lot of direction on how to relate to people and how to treat people. And so that is one area that he continues to um, teach me in and that I've learned a lot of things in through the years. Now you've started this role, like I mentioned, a few weeks ago. And I know you, you've been working with Janet through the fall on the transition. And now it's official and you, you started. What are, what are you really pumped about as you lead the Pathfinder ministry? It is a real privilege for me to work with the kids and the families at our church. Uh, I get really excited, and I really enjoy working with kids, and God gave me that joy. And so it's um, really fun for me to help kids hear about Jesus and how they can know him personally and the difference that that could make for the rest of their lives and on into eternity. And um, it's really motivating to me to give my time and my energy to something that is important to God and um, valuable for his kingdom. And I really look forward to working with the parents and the teachers that we have and um, continuing to plan the Sunday school curriculum. I really enjoy that. And the children's events. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this job. And I've really seen the, um, I've really seen the benefit of Well, let me start again. I've really seen the fruit of Janet's effort in this job for many, many years. And it's very motivating to me to continue the work that she has started. I am very grateful for her. It's been great to see, just from my vantage point on staff, as you see the, the two of them working together. Usually, when you have a transition where someone's leaving and someone's coming in, it can be kind of awkward. And just seeing these two work together, and really you see that in church life, you really are a team. And somebody builds a certain foundation, and the other one's works on that, and the other one works on that, and just seeing that picture has, has been great. So we're excited, Lindsay, and uh, like I mentioned earlier, we are a team, and all of us look forward to working with you, and if you're a parent specifically and you've not met Lindsay yet, I encourage you to do that after the service. She'd also love to meet your kids if she, if she hasn't met them uh, either, and so we also want to welcome you back tonight to celebrate uh, with Janet as well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Uh, as you can tell, I am, I am blessed. We use that word a lot. It means life is good. And as a pastor, I'm blessed that God's given me the opportunity to lead this congregation, that he's brought these two folks on staff. You can tell they're capable. They're, they're focused on doing what God wants them to do. They have a real heart for him. And so I'm looking forward to the, the year ahead as we work together. As I was saying before, the new year gives us an opportunity for a, a, for a fresh start. And I, I haven't been too good at resolutions. I, I've made a few. And, you know, when I was younger, I would make these unrealistic resolutions like I'm going to pump iron and I'm going to run, you know, miles every day and, you know, maybe a day or two, possibly three, and then I'm done. Okay, forget that. Let's do something else. Well, I've learned more recently to focus on goals, to look at the last year, to see how things are rolling in key areas. And then as we look ahead to the, the new year, set goals, 
rather than you know, decide exactly how I'm going to do it. Because if I set a goal, and it's an important goal, a worthy goal, then I can figure out. There's a little leeway. I can figure out how to do the goal, how to accomplish the goal. For instance, working out. For me, I like walking briskly up and down the hills in Dimebar. That's been working for me uh, about five times a week. That's good. That helps me accomplish my goal. It took me a while to figure that out, that running is not my thing. But walking briskly helps. So uh, it, we do better looking back and then focusing on where God wants us to go. What steps does he want us to take and what direction is he leading us? In this message series that Alex is, is doing, he's been outlining worthy goals, or he's going to outline last week some in the weeks ahead more, uh, worthy goals that help us grow spiritually and develop in our walk with the Lord. So I'd encourage you to consider, as he delivers the messages, consider where you're at and what the next steps are that you could take toward the goal as he, as he walks through these things, as he gets into Scripture and finds out the key things for growth. In today's message, I'm going to look to each goal that Alex is going to cover in the weeks ahead, the one he covered last week ahead, and relate it to our mission here at Church in the Valley. As we launch the, the new year, we renew our commitment to, first and foremost, Jesus Christ. Colossians 1 says, Him we proclaim, warning every man and teaching every man that we may present every man mature in Christ. He is the center of everything we do here at Church in the Valley. I wanted you to hear from Andy and Lindsay because what they're doing now in their ministry here on staff flows out of their walk with Jesus. So I wanted you to hear about how they connected with him and walked with him because he, he is the center. As Alex talked about last week, the new year gives us an opportunity to realign with Jesus and his character. This is our focus. The planets in our solar system, they orbit around the sun. It, it is the energy source for our planet Earth. Our lives, your life as an individual, our life as a church, groups and individuals, they orbit around something, either themselves, um, someone else, the leader. The group orbits around something. At CIV, we aim to orbit around Jesus Christ and what he wants us to do. That's our focus. I've found that if you orbit around other things, it creates a black hole effect and, and sucks the energy out of you. But if you orbit around Jesus Christ, you orient your life around him, you center around him, he gives life and energy and refreshment to do what he's asked you to do. The Lord brought this verse to my attention. It sort of sums up a goal of mine for this year. First Chronicles 28.9, Know the God of your Father and serve him with a whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. This is my prayer, that I would serve him with a whole heart and a willing mind this year as I orient my life around him. Second thing we renew our commitment to, first of all, Jesus Christ. Secondly, to other followers of Christ. Every one of us, when we decide to follow Christ, we have this tendency to veer off orbit where there's a pull that wants to pull us out of the orbit around Jesus and start orbiting around ourselves or other things. And this is where the church comes in. 
we are supposed to stick together and help each other stay on course, stay in the right orbit. Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called a day, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. This is our tendency. So sign-ups for growth groups are beginning today. I'd encourage you to look over the list and sign up because it's in groups of people that we find the encouragement we need to orbit around the right things, around the right one, the right person, and then the right things, the things that are on his heart, his values, the things that are important to him. So I'd encourage you to look over the list of groups and consider joining one. If, if you're a student at SC, the life groups accomplish the same purpose, so I'd encourage you to plug in. Plug in there. The new year provides an opportunity to regroup. Alex is going to talk about this next week. We regroup to give and receive encouragement. In 1 Peter 4.8, it says, Above all, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Love is the relational glue that sticks us together. It helps us live together, work together, team together, continue to work through our conflicts and differences over the long haul and enjoy our relationships. At the end of the service, we're inviting the the members to come up and sign the covenant at the conclusion. Just by way of instruction, there, there are renewal cards, commitment cards over here. They're going to move this in the center, and then you can... Uh, pick up your card and drop it in the basket and sign the deal after after the service. But uh, what we're committing to and what's on this board are the heart attitudes, what we call the heart attitudes. These things flow out of love. The love talked about in 1 Peter 4 is a certain kind of love. It's a love that's not based on feelings or emotion, but it's a love that chooses to do what's best for the other person regardless of how I feel. And so it's out of that kind of love, a decision to do what's best for the other person, that these hard attitudes flow. The first four demonstrate our love to one another, individuals, interpersonal relationships. To, to show love, we put the goals and interests of others above our own. We're going to be focused on our own interests, but we choose to focus on the interests of others as we're taking care of our own responsibilities. Second, to live an honest and open life before others. Third, to give and receive scriptural correction. And then to clear up relationships when they get messed up. When you, when you work together, team up together, relationships get messed up. So out of love, rather than just discarding the relationship, we take the time to get it straightened out. We demonstrate our love for God and for his people when we do the last three hard attitudes, participate in the ministry of the church, support the work of the church financially, and then follow spiritual leadership within scriptural uh, limits. So after the service, have an opportunity to renew your commitment to those things. We're renewing our commitment to Jesus Christ, to other followers of Christ, and also to doing our part to fulfill the mission he's given us and to help other people come to know Jesus. This, this is our renewal. Paul put it this way, My life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. We're, we're retooling. Alex is going to talk about this in a few, few weeks. 
as we launch, retool and use your resources for the mission. Anything significant takes time, effort, trouble, energy, money. Anything significant takes these things. And so when you set your heart to follow Christ and do what he wants you to do, it's, it's going to require inconvenience, discomfort. You're going to have to pay a price to get it done. So we make the extra effort to do what he wants and set our hearts to do his will, even when it's uncomfortable. This, this requires a renewed and continued focus all the time because it's so easy to veer out of orbit and get into our own stuff. Check out Paul's perspective. I'd like to just run through this in 2 Corinthians 11. He lists the things he'd gone through as he tried to accomplish his mission in serving Christ. He was beaten with rods. He was stoned, and that doesn't mean he got high. That means people threw rocks at him, trying to kill him. Three times he was shipwrecked. He spent a night and day in the open sea. I thought about the possibility of that as we were flying to Hawaii, and uh, that doesn't sound good. A night and a day in the open sea. He faced danger, constantly on the move, faced danger from rivers, bandits, his own countrymen, Gentiles, danger in the city and the country at sea from false brothers. He labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. He's known hunger and thirst, gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face the daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. Look at how he, re- look at how he thinks about this in Second Corinthians 4. That's the list. That's the, the inconvenience, the trouble, the discomfort he's gone through. 2 Corinthians 4, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Wow, what a perspective. If you're going to give your life for what really counts is for something that's going to last beyond your lifetime that's going to flow into eternity, it's going to cost. But it is so worth it because you're a part of something that God's doing in the world. And you're a part of something that will honor him and and bring just real sense of significance to your life. So the new year is an opportunity to retool and commit to use our resources for him. It's also an opportunity to refocus, to serve people and God's purpose and look for opportunities to share. This is something Paul prayed for uh, the church in Colossae. Colossians 1 says, We have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live, will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. This is what God wants to grow out of our lives, good fruit. The fruit of a Christ-like character, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, things like that. He wants us to change, and he also wants where we're planted, where we live, and the people in our neighborhood, people we work with, the people that we know, he wants them to get a taste of what it's like to walk with him and to know him. And out of our relationships with the people around us, he wants the fruit of them coming to know Christ 
to grow. This, this is what God wants. I want to show you a map. It's a Google map. And this, this is a Google map that has the places marked of all the members' addresses in Church in the Valley. I, I find it fascinating. That's a span of 65 miles from downtown L.A. to Riverside. That's not normal for a church our size. That's very unusual. Uh, we, we, uh, maybe for a megachurch, actually for a megachurch, this is more normal. This would, this would be normal. This, this is not normal. But I, I'm very grateful for this spread because it, it represents the fact that uh, God has knit the hearts of some people together uh, in different ministries. Neil Melinda Walker on the USC campus, and for they started that ministry the same time we did. What this really represents is that God's called us to team together. Geography didn't matter. This is a relational map that we're looking at. It really doesn't have anything to do with geography. But God's brought us together with relationship. Nathan Tina Lewis. Nathan's been a professor at Cal Baptist, so that explains the Riverside connection. But these folks and others around them have decided to, to plug in here at, at Church in the Valley and have brought others with them. And so there's a cluster in the Monterey Park area. There's a cluster in the Ontario area. And it's, it's presented some challenges at times that we have to work through in geography and all that. But it also pre- presents an opportunity. It gives us a tremendous amount of opportunity. And we want to make a shift this year and begin to support some regional events in those areas. We have discipleship teams at Church of Valley, people who are, uh, as, as you get ready to make a commitment, a deeper commitment to growth and ministry, you, can, you have the opportunity to be a part of a discipleship team. But these teams are focused on uh, sharing Christ with others, serving in the church body, and then um, getting them getting training related to growing in Christ in different areas, practical training in life and other ways. Um, we have discipleship team meters, members, and there's about a third, a third, and a third. In Monterey Park area, about a third of the members, of 68 or 9 discipleship team members, about a third are in the Monterey Park area, about a third are in the center here, and about a third in the Creekside, Ontario area out there. And so what we want to do is we want to support the ministry of the discipleship teams and the leaders. So the leaders, we're going to be working with the discipleship team leaders to plan some more regional events aiming to try to reach the friends and family that are around us in these geographical areas. So I, that, I think that's fun, personally. It's a challenge, but it's fun. And I'd like you to change the focus. Those are place markers. You see them when you put in an address on Google Maps. Look at those as seeds. Because God wants those place markers to be seeds that are planted right where they are to bear the fruit that honors him. The fruit. The fruit of changed lives that are different because of what he's done in us. And the fruit of changed lives 
they come to know him. Because they see the difference in us. Didn't see that coming. It it happens. Those are seeds. We are seeds. If we will plant ourselves in Jesus Christ, he will bear the fruit that brings honor and glory to him. So that's what 2012, that's a big picture of what 2012 looks like. I know God's going to lead us. He's going to use us for his purposes if we make ourselves available to him. So I'd like to wrap up the message uh, by asking you to think through some next steps. Uh, If you would, please pull your connection card out of the program and fill out any information or next steps uh, that I'm suggesting. Or God may have brought some to mind for you when the offering comes around. You can drop the card in the offering. Here, here are my suggestions. Renew your commitment to CIV and its mission. Second, attend the CIV preview. If you're not a member, we'd love for you to get to know us better. Third, attend the quiet time class. If you'd like some practical handles on how to connect with God every day, that's a great way. And then finally, sign up for a growth group. And if you already know what you're interested in, you just put the growth group number in the night on that card and drop it in the offering, and you'll be hearing from the leader. If you're a first-time guest with us today, we are really glad you're here. And we have a gift for you. It's a book. It's a little booklet called What on Earth Am I Here For? It's on the table that's a little higher to the left of the double doors as you go out. We'd love for you to pick that book up, and we, we hope that's a help to you, and we are really glad that you've been here today. As the band comes on the stage, would you pray with me? Father, we come to you, and we thank you for your goodness to us. And we are so grateful that we have the privilege of knowing you and walking with you and living for your purpose because, God, that, that brings real meaning to life as we, as we do what you've called us to do. And so, God, we ask for your power, not our own, that we move forward into this next year by your help, by your grace, and by your power. And we ask for this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.